Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting while entertaining, educating, and giving some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. So we have an amazing, fun episode today with some guys on, but before we get started, we got to pay these bills. So a word from our sponsor. So if you are a business owner and looking for a way to create systems to help streamline your business, check out ICL Solutions. It is an online business strategy who specializes in creating systems for businesses. Use the code W. UMB to get a free 40 minute consultation. Okay, guys. So we heard you all. We received the questions and we are finally able to get all the guys together and do a guy panel. So we were able to get some amazing black men to come on and have a conversation with your girls. What I need from each one of you is to introduce yourself, your name, if you have a business, your relationship status, mm-hmm, if you have kids, and then one word to define the world of adulting as a black man. Who wants to start? My name is Dirk Taylor, talented Mr. Taylor uh, from D&D Level Up Podcast. But relationship status is single at this point. I have one daughter, 16 years old. Find the world of adulting as a black man. The world of adulting as a black man is to, I would say, stay consistent. You know, consistency would be my, if I had to, had to find one word, it'd be consistency. What's up? What's up? Where's my blueprint? This is Patrick Williams here. And um, i going to go down the list of things. I, uh, currently, I do not have an operating business, but I am in the process of formulating one through mentorship and um, whether you call that life coach or mentorship, I'm here to provide experience, assistance, and uh, just just good good life coaching. Uh, I have two students, I mean, excuse me, I have two children. I have a 10-year-old and I have a five-year-old. So I have a girl and a boy. I am married. I've been married since 2016. And if I was to describe adulting, I've been thinking about this uh, in one word, if I could do three words, I would say trial and error. Yeah, there's there's, there's peaks and valleys, and you just got to stick with it. All right. My name is Daryl Effort, King D Money on the D&D Level Up podcast. Thank you guys for having us again. This is an awesome situation. I'm, I'm loving it. I am married seven years to my wife right now. We've known each other for about 11, though. And um, yeah, we, we, we've been rocking for a minute. And if I was, I, we don't have any kids yet, working on that, getting that together. But if I was to sum up adulting in a word, for me, in this part of my life, it's, this, it's the 
those things that you just have to like do. You know, you know, you know that it's gonna give you a result at the end, but you you may not see it till you drop that in there every day. So you drop that one thing you need to do. Okay, I need to do this. I need to do this, and it adds up to what you need it to add up to. My business is Stop This Stopless Media Group. We rent out um, equipment. The equipment that we use for the podcast that we have is rented out by my group, and also we have our own. The D and D Level Up podcast has a leveling up mentorship that we do on the side that um we're currently getting into looking for people to help out and level up man y'all are doing some big things i'm loving this i truly love how y'all both like all three of y'all said and i'm gonna summarize it if i can if i do it wrong please just correct me <laughs> like just being a black male and adulting is discipline trial and error and consistency and i love all three of those because i think of like and we talk about this a lot of like just being an adult is all of that <laughs> like if anything the trial and error yes because I'm like I don't know what I'm doing like no one gave me this blueprint how do I know if I'm a successful adult what's the metrics what's the KPI someone help me so that's the one thing that we struggle with so I'm glad it's not just the females on the episode and in the world but part of our podcast we do a quote of every single episode too okay and so today's quote is geared towards y'all it is dear black men no matter what someone will always be watching you whether it be other races family friends children women other men i know the pressure mounts on your shoulders but kings can carry the burden that others never knew existed and you exist show them your beauty show them your cool show them who you are and how powerful you are by unknown what are your thoughts on that you know it's funny that you started with me because i was literally about to write something down based off of what you just what your question was and what i was getting ready to write down was step up king you know because like you said the uh our biggest burdens are you know given to you know kings or just you know those that can handle it I'm, I, I apologize if I'm misquoting but what I got out of that was step up king because it, there's there's always room for in, in improvement and I believe things are not happening to you they're happening for you so yeah I hope that answers that question in some way oh it did and that was powerful because when you said step up king I don't know if you saw but I had to grab my pearls I don't have pearls so <laughs> <laughs> but I just had to grab my chest. I mean, how do I come behind that? <laughs> but to uh but to uh play the play the other side of that at the same time, stepping up, I always always believe that my brothers that I'm around should step up. If I call myself a king, I should be surrounded by a king. Mm. And we should move in a kingly manner. So with that being said, you get all types of people who like to challenge that. Sometimes people throw stuff on top of that just because you say you're a king. They're gonna bring you stuff that they know you need three other kings to handle this. You can't just go through this on your own. Like you can't just, it's, it's, I understand calling yourself a king and needing help is sometimes not the same. It doesn't feel like it's the same thing, but all kings, all kings have a hierarchy of service around them at all times. You got your wife who does certain things. Then you have the jester who does certain things for you. You can't do everything on your own. You have to delegate. And if you can't delegate and pass out work for for all of us to win, then you're not doing the king thing. Kings make sure things get done by whatever means necessary. So I love the the comment, step up, king. Step up. Everybody's got to step up, man. That's how I feel about it. I love the example. I am an example girl. So when you said that, I'm like picturing it. 
and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like that is that's beautiful. Thank you again, guys, for having us on the podcast. Basically, one thing that 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 concerned me that you know with black men is that the expectation that you have from other black people, from people outside your ethnicity, and as well as the expectation for yourself. Like Daryl said, is like to pretty much surround yourself with individuals who are like minded. I have a software company, uh, Pivot Software Solutions, and I'm working on a, a, a mobile and also computer app. And with that, there's there's not really many black men in that space. So I'm usually dealing with people who are outside of our ethnicity in order to try to pull resources, try to pull information, knowledge. And it's kind of strange to, to when you start thinking outside your box in order to start providing for the people around you or try to elevate your life, you find that not everybody's going to be in the space with you. I think sometimes those spaces can be a lonely place, but you've got to have a certain type of courage or belief in yourself or belief in God in order to get to those spaces and recognize that you belong there just as much as everybody else does. You know, sometimes when like the information is so good, you got to just take a breath to like digest it. (laughs) That's what you three just did for me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, how, like, I want to go eight different ways. And again, this is why they call me squirrel because I'm like, oh, we can go here, 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 here. And I'm trying my hardest right now to stay on topic and stay on point. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't know. (laughs) As we talk about adulting. And one, as y'all are amazing and amazing Black men that have seceded to me in one, you're not in jail because, you know, statistics say... By a certain age, black men will be in jail or they will be selling drugs or quote unquote, all this negativity. But we sit here and we have three amazing black men who are positive, who are kings, who are doing it. And I apologize right now. I cuss. So if that offends y'all, please like let me know now. If so, I apologize now for later. Just FYI. But y'all are doing the damn thing and I'm loving it. And not only that, I think of like that we have so many young men that don't have examples, right? And so growing up, did y'all have an example of what a black man should be? Was your father involved? Um, did he or did he or did you have a stepdad show you what a black man is in America or should be in America? So me personally, my my upbringing was different from a lot of people at my school. So I, I come from a two parent household and that was very different. We were like the odd people. They were like, you got both your parents, you got a mom and dad but in that same dynamic my mom was like everybody else's dad and my dad was like everybody else's mom my dad took us everywhere gave us the experiences everywhere we went my mom made sure we had the books and the stuff like this and 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 the 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 know how to do the things but my dad took us out to everywhere we were i was with my dad all the time and i didn't know i didn't i didn't normally get that story from everybody else the story was i was i'm always with my mom i'm always with my grandma i'm always with with me my TT and my stories were I was always with my dad my dad showed me how to how to do sports how to do life he taught me how to be happy where to be happy when when can, when you can do stuff and when you shouldn't do things and he moved in such a way that he was my he was my example I didn't have much other men around me so it was really 
really different for me just seeing my dad because the rest of my family, you know, is either um not, you know, single, single, single people. So to see my dad was the only married example I could see. So following his example and following his what to do's and what not to do's now that I'm older has helped me out so much. I'm like, okay, well, I saw my dad do this, but okay, this necessarily isn't working for me. This or oh, this isn't working for me and that. And my dad also taught me to be fluid a little bit in relationship to have standards but like all right you don't have to go off right now you don't have to go all the way to the wall right now it's zero to 60 you there's levels to this my dad showed me that there's there's gray areas and a lot of things and a lot of stuff that we do operates in that gray area for under for lack of understanding or full understanding you have to operate in that in that area to teach anybody anything okay because you need to meet people where they are not where you think they're going to be okay where you want them to be where you would hope they would be you can't you can't do that because you're not going to get what you want i always thought yo get what if the point is to get what you want it's better to get things is that some people respond better to other stimulus you know and you got to work on that i hope i answered it Ooh, you did y'all y'all gonna have me breathing through this <laughs> That just makes me think of like, it might be a saying or it might have just popped in my head, but it's like expectation is the quickest way to disappointment because other people don't know what you're thinking. They don't know where you come from. They don't know that you asked them this question to get to this place. So you setting yourself up for 50 steps ahead, then you get thrown a curveball because they don't respond that way. And now you mad it in your feelings, but it's in your feelings because of your own doing. Uh, my father was my hero. I did like a, a grow up in a two family household and my mom I was my mom's favorite so I had had that portion there she was she I don't know what it was I, it seemed like she had all her love paid to me not my sister not my father it was just it was just for me my father was very transparent with me about everything in his life we took um a lot of trips together. We used to, we moved from, from New York to Canada and my father, because of the amount of distance, we had to talk the whole time. It was like an eight hour trip. So I pretty much learned who my father was. He would just tell me stories about his whole life. I don't know if anybody gets experienced situations like that, but it was key for me. And my father always made me feel safe. I uh, grew up in a two parent household as well. Mm. Uh, like the other brothers were saying, I'm the youngest of uh, four siblings, well, three siblings and, and including myself. And um, my father, passed away in 1998 uh, due to type 2 diabetes. So a lot of my childhood was kind of growing up, aspiring or, you know, learning about my father through family members, through photos, through stories and things of that nature. Because I had like the absence of a father, I can only, well, I had eight years. And so what I can say about my, my uh, dad was that he was a provider. He was a protector. He was very in tune with his emotional side. So so, you know, like my mom wow. would always tell us that that he, he didn't have a problem expressing himself. And I think I get that from him. But um, my oldest brother, who's 40 years old, uh, he was kind of my father. He, he, he took the role of that elder family member that looked after me, that made sure when I was playing football and basketball, he was at my games. When he went to college, shout out to Tuskegee, Alabama. Uh, that's where he went. Like he sent for my brother and I to come and visit him. So he was always like trailblazing and kind of like setting 
set any example for us because we didn't really have that. But um, yeah, yeah, that was that, that was kind of the, the dynamic for me and just learning as I went, you know, because you could probably guess that, you know, as an older brother, you know, we have this eight year difference that we have. Wow. Um, he didn't know everything himself. So as he's teaching and trying to show me the ropes, he's bumping his head and going through things as well. So was, we're constantly having to iron out, you know, okay, this is good. This is not so good. So that was kind of the dynamic of my upbringing. Patrick, you kind of hit on this with what you just said, but I'm interested to know from one of y'all, any of y'all, as you grew into what your version of Black maleness is, how did that create an evolution or even a complete change and disconnect in your relationship to your like Black male father figure? Hmm. Man, if, if I could, this this was one of the things I wanted to mention. I'm, I'm glad that you asked that question, Nay, uh, because one of the things that was very predominant in my upbringing was hip-hop music, was Rap City, was 106 in part. And like, you know, my oldest brother, like my whole family, like, you know, from my oldest brother to my sister to my brother that were closer in age, we all used to watch BET, 106 in part, Tigger in the basement, all them. So like, I thought that's what I was supposed to grow up and be like, you know, man, I thought, man, I need me the latest fashion, I need me a chain, I need to do this, that, to be the black man that I need to be. And my brother, that's what he was on too. So it was like, you know, he had all the latest Tupac albums. Uh, he had all, he Bone Thugs, uh, you know, cause he grew up in Denver. So it was kind of like West Coast music. And so I was like kind of following that path. And when I got older, like I realized that that's not the path that I need to be following. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's the path right there, man. It's like you, you watch the culture happening in front of you and you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to be something like this like I, there's a when you have one example of a father figure and you're like man where's what the other what are the other guys you're not you know consciously asking yourself what are the what are other guys doing you're not asking that it's kind of a common it's like what i call common sense if a kid sees that something isn't working for you why would they follow that same advice they wouldn't because they can see that they can see it plain they're not they're not operating with all of these stigmatisms and isms and schisms that we have now that we're a little bit older we got this experience on us and now we're saying, okay, well, it's not that bad. Now we start to make, you know, little allocations for things that you just can see in plain sight. I, I have a coworker that I work with and he was having a really bad morning and he was with his daughter. He's watching the guy change the tire because he busted his tire. He had the tire bust morning. Wife got sick, everything. Everything's going bad. And his little girl looks up at him and asks him, daddy, why are you sad? He immediately goes into basically a therapy for himself and the little girl at the same time. He's like, I'm not sad. This is just something that happens throughout the day. Now, before this, the mindset, you already know, oh, my wife's sick. I got to take the kids to the school. You know, you going, you go through all these motions and you're like, man, I must be, it must be some type of bad day. But when you have to speak life into somebody else, you end up pouring back into your own cup. And I feel like that's, that's what we end up really needing to do. I thought that I needed to be everything that was on the TV. I thought I had to be the black man that, that watched football, that that watched basketball, that yelled at the screen, that that had the eightieth screen on the, uh, you know, at home. I came into my own. I, I uh, there's certain things I just didn't do that my dad did. My dad watched football. I watched anything with wheels on it. Anything I could race, I watched. I watched uh, um, uh, what's this? What's this? Ice sports. I watched sports that nobody else would be watching. BMX, bikes, all this other stuff. And I had to decide that I wanted to be me. Like this is me. This is what I like. 
everybody else can like what they want to like. Not to say I didn't fall into those pitfalls later on for like college years. Oh, every people was drinking. I was drinking. We went to the party. We all went to the party. Okay. I, I got into a frat. Alpha Alpha. Shout out to the bros. If we went, we was going. The plan was to go together. Whether you liked it or not, you enjoy you enjoy being around your bros. Yeah. I, I'm with it. I'm with the black culture that's on TV. But at the same time, I know I have to be myself. Okay. So full disclosure, I have a social work background. So emotions are my jam. Hearing y'all talk about being influenced by rap, hip hop culture, and all of us, I feel like are either 90s kids or 90s preteen-ish. They're not the most emotionally intelligent or vulnerable people back then to go on. So how were y'all taught vulnerability as Black men or emotional intelligence? Because as a Black woman, it seemed like it's pulling teeth a lot of times, getting y'all Black men to be vulnerable and to express more than I'm stressed if we get that or I'm mad or everything's going to be all right. It's nothing. But as women, we like to emotional diarrhea of the mouth. So how were y'all taught vulnerability and emotional intelligence and when to show those sides of yourself? So that's a great question. To be honest with you, my dad... Like I said, he was very transparent with me growing up. So all his flaws that he exposed all his flaws, I really wanted to be just like Daryl said, I, I really wanted to be like my dad, but I didn't want to be like him because I wanted to take the mistakes that he made and not make those mistakes. And we're we're two different types of individuals. Like I'm a very laid back, relaxed individual, but disciplined. But my father was very, he was in the military. He raised me as if I was in the military and he was very dictatorial about things. You know, he's like a dictator, you know, his way goes so but on the other side he he did teach me a lot about emotional intelligence how to read people and how to open up i think what happens is based on being a black man you have certain type of expectations and when i think it almost like you're speaking to intimacy now because you got to be laid bare in order to be able to to give that type of information it's 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 depending on how you can if you're how what kind of judge of character that you're you're in in the midst of the person that you're with because you can't trust every person as a black man with all your emotions and they're not going to see you a certain type of way. They see you at a certain type of way in a weak way, then it becomes, then you, they, the respect is, is taken out of the equation. So sometimes I think when it comes to dealing with black women or even other black men or other individuals, you have to have a certain type of exterior in order to, to protect that understanding of there still needs to be a boundary of respect. I mean, it's not like you you can't cry or you can't have emotions or anything like that, but at the same time, who, do, who can you trust to be able to, to place that type of emotion with somebody else and still be seen in a certain type of manner. I think it, it depends on how you structure your relationship and how you see yourself. Because, you know, there's a lot of times when uh, it depends on how insecure you are. My father made me feel safe, so I never felt insecure about that. But he, he didn't have a problem in expressing his emotions. So it wasn't a problem for me to do the same exact thing. But I'm very selective in who I'll do that with because some people can't take certain aspects, you know, in terms of emotional content when you bring it to them. They might use it against you. So I have to determine how, how that is sometimes. So I kind of wanted to circle back and 
Dirk as well as Daryl that kind of ties in together because Daryl, you mentioned something about the both of you mentioned admiring your father as well as understanding and finding who you are within that example. And I also grew up with two parents. My father and I were two peas in a pod, but but that's coming from a female's perspective. You know what I mean? So it makes me curious of the things that you guys experience with your dad, knowing that you like watching things with wheels and you like doing, you know, watching uh, BMX stuff, like things that aren't typically quote unquote, what some people would think are black activities or things like that. And I've had a similar experience, the type of music my dad exposed me to was like composure. We listened to a lot of Yanni and he's like an Italian composer. One of my favorite albums ever. So it makes me wonder for you guys, what does being a black man mean to you? Hmm. To be honest with you, I, you know, I don't really, this is how I think about myself. I don't put myself into to, to, uh, parameters. I consider myself a black man, but at the same time, I think of myself out as basically a human being trying to navigate things. You know, we're, we're ascribed this based on a societal construct, right? And based on our skin tone. But I don't see, I see myself like a global citizen. I don't really prescribe to that because if what happens is those, those, those prescriptions kind of limit you to say, okay, this is what you are. Because there's like a stereotype. There's like, anytime you see, like, for instance, if you give an example, you see two, two, three black men walking at night down a street towards you. What's your perception? It's already been created in society what that perception is. Now you take three white guys and you have them walking down the street and it also depends on what they're wearing. Your perception is different. So I don't perceive myself the way everybody else perceives me. I perceive myself as a black man in society based on what I'm trying to do, but I see myself as a human being just trying to navigate this life, to be honest with you, and trying to get to a certain level, really. So, I, I, you know, and my father, because of the spaces that he existed, he was like the only black man in his corporation who was actually a leader or a manager there. So he was an example to me to see that you could actually succeed in a place where you might not have the same people in your ethnicity because there, we're a human race. We always spoke, a lot of times we focus on color, which is other people focus on that more so. But in reality, we're all human beings. And so I try to think of myself in the same way, like I'm a human being who just want to be successful regardless of my skin tone because it doesn't define who I am. It's just something that you can see, but it has it doesn't take away from all the, the assets that I have to bring to the table. So if I can, I, I just want to back up just a little bit um, and answer the initial question. So growing up, you know, I was I was taught uh, to suck it up. <laughs> You know, there was if there was something that you didn't like or if you were upset or sad or whatever, if you were on the verge of tears, you needed to suck it up because you didn't want anybody to, to um, see you cry. Basically, you know, that was a that was a sign of weakness. And, uh, you know, coming from my oldest brother, who I looked up to, you know, I, I felt like, you know, going into my teenage years, that's that's kind of was my way of thinking, you know, was um, to kind of put on this mask and suck it up. And, and and be kind of on the defensive side so that I didn't get messed with or I didn't get picked on. But I learned that that was just a bunch of bull. I mean, it was, <laughs> just to say it frankly, I, I, I learned that my emotional, you know, feelings were being blocked, were, were, were being, um, you know, put to the side because I, I thought that was a form of weakness. And I didn't learn that this was really crippling me uh, until I met my wife. I was really a dictator, you know, like I thought I was 
was really nice and I, I mean I'm a nice guy I, I'm a nice guy but like I was I was really um as I think Dirk may have said that it was either my way or the highway kind of thing you know as far as you know what 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 uh I believe he said that was kind of his dad's way of uh thinking so so that completely changed things around for me once I did get married and met Tori um and then uh she's the one that really taught me the uh, true essence of you know what it is to be a man um working in partnership you know working as a unit you know working as you know whether you say a yin and a yang like we both have something incredible to bring to the table and uh when I understood that I didn't have to compete with my wife and that she's able to do things that I could only dream of doing then I was able to give her her platform she gave me my platform and I was shining like the sun baby <laughs> I mean I know this episode is y'all time to shine and everything else but I would be remiss if I did not say shout out to our favorite pay cousin um Tori once again that's the book <laughs> and I love how what you said sparked the thought in my head and it seemed like because Daryl and Dirk were both shaking their heads when you were saying like oh growing up suck it up you're weak don't show emotions you got to be strong you can't do this don't quote unquote you're acting like a girl you throw like this so all of these I'm gonna call seeds have been planted in you right and so my question is how has that impacted your journey through adulthood like I know you said Patrick that Tori love her she's freaking amazing <laughs> has helped you become the man you are and help you become and see what a man is but mm -hmm. prior to Tori how has that really impacted you as a black man of you can't be weak you can't show emotions you can't do this you can't do that like tell me more mm -hmm. about that well throughout high school so you said be before I met Tori so I kind of you know we'll touch on high school and then college leading up to me meeting my wife so I used to fight a lot you know I I, I used to fight a lot because you know I didn't because <laughs> I like I mean for, for for things I can laugh about now one of the things was like I was uh I think it was my junior year and I you know into fashion and things of that nature um one of these guys uh well you know at, at a school one of the guys stepped on my shoes right it had some Nike flights it was suede you know I grew up in Denver so there's mud and snow on the ground you know uh and we were at lunch and he stepped on my shoes I'll never forget it uh left a nice scuff mark on my kids and uh me being me at that time you know really putting more stock into you know items than actually like thinking you know like I, like I was just like yo like he, like he stepped on my shoes and he apologized he actually was like hey man I apologize and I just wasn't happy so we got into a fight blah, 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 blah. but this happened a couple times throughout my high school tenure and so when I went into college I just had this chip on my shoulder like I ain't about to let nobody like basically you know like you said we can curse so I'm not gonna let nobody shit on me right like if you disrespect me then it's like that and but I but I really was not I'm really not that kind of person it's just what I thought I had to do and then so you know as far as my relationships prior to meeting Tori it was really just kind of like you know hooking up with you know ladies and stuff and 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 not really not really appreciating like the 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 person you know it was more of like it's just something to do she's cool and um it was it was just I, I didn't know who I was honestly um and and that's and that's kind of you know some of the things that I had to experience I experienced a lot of lows I experienced a lot of nights on the phone talking with my mom like what am I doing like what do I need to do praying right 
right? Like trying to figure it out, getting counseling, you know, different things of that nature. So uh, it's, it's always kind of been a journey for me in that way, uh, trying to figure life out. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it is in a nutshell. I was not expecting you to say you were fighting because, you know, the song, do what you do, but watch my shoes. So yeah. <laughs> That part, yeah. <laughs> Wash my shoes. <laughs> oh, man. But I yeah. am glad that one, you, one grew out of it and you were able to reflect and laugh back on it because you were a kid. We're going to, you know, you were a kid, high school, you know, back in the day, back in the day. And so I am glad, one, I'm glad you met Tori because I love Tori. But <laughs> um, I am glad that you were able to process and reflect on it. So I I didn't know what emotional intelligence was until I got married. I, I, I know that we're coming back around to this this theme, but until you have to have to be around the person that you chose to be around at all times when they're sad, happy, upset. It's not just you get to call each other on the weekend or call each Man. other. When, that's, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. It's not like you can just call each other when you had those free minutes on the weekend with Sprint. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know what area I know. What, I know what area we in. I know what area we in. <laughs> when you had, when you just had free time to call them, like, oh, it's, nah, it's not like that. It's, 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 it's. You got to be ready for this. This, this, this is something you got to grow into. It ain't mm -hmm. nothing, and I don't even think you can be ready for it. You can, you can process it all you want, be the most int emotional, intelligent person that you want. But when somebody come around and it's the person you love that and stepped on your shoes. <laughs> That you ain't that you just said you ain't never let nobody step on your shoes. But when that person end up stepping on your shoes, and you gotta go, hold on. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. We're not in the that's street. Deep. We can't fight each other like we in the street. I can't pull out, I can't pull out all my weapons that I used to pull out. You know what I'm saying? I can't pull out that 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 quick talk. I can't pull out that uh that uh you know that B word, the F word. I can't uh-uh. Cause I personally believe and, and, and pee my wife to a certain degree that I'm gonna wait until I can say what I feel is good for us to hear. Because if I talk right now in my emotion in this moment i might say something i personally believe that we can say things that we can't take back it is there we are all recorders at all times of life and i believe it's even more important to speak to the person that's important to you like your wife or a woman or a girl things of life and not to speak things that will hurt them because when i speak to my wife i imagine i'm talking to every baby that we're gonna have every baby you're gonna have is in your body when you're born or developed at some point. Every person that's going to come from you is going to get the experience that you experience. So why would I give you an experience that I wouldn't want my children to experience? Why would I talk down to you? And also it makes me feel like if I cut you, I'm cutting myself. When you're married, when I cut you, I cut, I'm cut. i cutting myself. Why, why would I want to cut myself? And it makes it even more important that your self-esteem needs to be up when you marry somebody. Because if you hurt yourself, you're going to hurt that next person. My favorite quote, my favorite quote is hurt people hurt people and that's just what it is like you, some people show it may not show it as good as you or you know some people hold it closer to their heart and you can't see it but they're hurt somewhere and the only other reason they wouldn't know that they hurt you is because maybe they're ignorant to the fact but most of us aren't we have the common sense to know and the intellectual intelligence to know when we hurt somebody wow number one and two because i love songs you remind me of beyonce lyric when she said when you hurt me you hurt yourself so that's the truth <laughs> a that was so powerful like and they I'm I just I just got to say one thing I saw it that was so powerful because I'm seeing this theme that y'all basically stepped up when the woman when y'all got with the right woman 
right? And so that right woman brought out that man in you. I do not want to let that pass for anybody in the audience, meaning female, male, you will step up for that right person because that right, that right person will bring out that king, that queen, that business person, that love, that what's hiding or dormant inside of you, that right person will bring it out. But my question is, how do you know who's the right person? I just want to chime in and say on this podcast, we love a man who understands reproductive rights and epigenetics. Well, <laughs> on that note, the uh, the uh, story is for my wife and I, she was wearing these green pants that I always talk to her about. She had on these green pants. You know, I have a black woman for just the audience that don't that don't know. Green pants <laughs> led me right into love. I just say that. No, but uh, how do you know? It, it's 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 really, you know, I can't say this for everybody. And I actually think this was just something that people say. But when I met Tori, she's going to like that I'm talking about her a lot. I really didn't intend to be talking about her as much as I have been, but it is what it is. Um, I just like I just knew, really. I just knew. And I told her when we were living in our dorms, told her, I said, uh, said I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was like the she was the new student on the campus. Right. So everybody was like, ah. Have you met Tori? Have you met Tori? I'm like, yes, I met Tori. You know, and, and I uh, told her that I was gonna marry her, and I just kind of knew. I just I, I felt like I saw the future in her, um, and so whatever I needed to do um, to to grow into the man I am today, I was gonna do it. Um, and um, yeah, that was kind of my situation. Like I said in the chat, the booty will do it every time. It will do it. But um, Dirk, as the male on the podcast who isn't married, what are you looking for in a partner? Well, you know, I was married before i didn't talk about this I, I was married uh for five years and i was divorced in 2011 what am i looking for in a partner you know i remember i had count, a counseling session with a pastor and i didn't know this for a long time as a man you know we objectify women see them as one dimension and i had seen women only as an object for you know for sexual you know you know gratification and that's how i was kind of raised in you know just going up in high school in new york and being around certain type of individuals until my one of the pastors had given me an understanding to see women in a 360 scope, see them, they're different components to women. So I started looking at women in different components. So now, of course, it's attraction on based on the way they look, of course, right? But now more because I'm older, you know, I might not look it, but I'm 51. So at a point, I have a certain amount of spectrum to pick from, right? At, but at the same time, it's now it's a maturity thing, or it's, it's more of a character thing that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a person who's attractive, but then I'm also looking for a person who follows their word, who is accountable, who's going to make me accountable, who's going to, who has something that's going on besides just what I'm doing, you know, because a lot of times I'll find that relationships, it'll be, a, it'll be like one sided either you're the giver and the other person's the taker or vice versa. But I'm usually a giver. So I always try to give as much as I possibly can. But I find that you'll find other individuals, they'll just be takers. And there'll be, then there'll be people who are givers, but they're giving all of themselves where they have nothing left for themselves at the same time too. So then their life is completely wrapped up in yours and they have nothing else but to just continue to give to you so i'm always looking for balance like a person who's balanced i don't have to babysit you but you do want me to be close to you at the same time but we also have to have the same type of agenda and it's moving in the same direction i have met individuals like that it's always seemed to be a situation where they either was somebody who was a you know we have a bro code with you guys we don't date date individuals sisters or like our cousins or people who are or somebody who, who are our homeboy dated before or anything like that it's 
seem to be the, the people that you might coordinate with and, and be that cool with, they tend to be in that space for some odd reason. Or or they or they just getting they just got engaged and y'all have the same mindset, but they're they're about to get married. So I tend to see that more often than not. I'm just like in the in like a holding pattern. Like I just focus now on my business because it it's 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 this navigating the whole dating thing can be exhausting. It's just exhausting. Look, I told my wife the other day, if we have a disagreement, <laughs> come to me. Let's talk it out. Yeah. If I got something, I says if I got something on my brain, I'm going to tell you. I don't want to mistaken as as what you say? What you say? Um, I want to mistaken as just just nag. It's not nagging. I need to tell you this to get it to get this off of me, and you can tell me what you need to tell me to get whatever you got on you off of you, so that we can relax. We yeah, don't peace. need this tension. I need this peace. Yeah, I need peace. I've I've seen my brother talk <laughs> about these one sided <laughs> relationships, and it seems like it's a lot more brothers out there saying the same thing like like everybody out there right now is trying to get for themselves and that's yeah. all there is to it yeah. and it's like you you're dating to get what you want for yourself and yeah. I'm like, it's, it's, it's different is there it's very different between me and my wife it's like you, you can't like we don't operate like that because once you start doing that you the relationship part it almost has to that once you're yeah. just out there by yourself just just like just wanting to get what you want out of the situation it's it's not a collaboration anymore it's not a it's not the team is there the goals have to have been forgotten because yeah. you, you we got to plan like we like to plan from the from the end like what what do we want to what do we want to be we want to be like like we want to be 70 and, and on jet skis so what you got to do you got to make sure you eating right make it to 70 you got to make sure you living right you got to have a set of friends that actually do something when they say they're gonna do something you got to you got to tell you got to be you got to tell the truth when you don't want it you know what i'm saying you got to have those you got to have those moments where you like okay i can be real like i'm gonna be with you forever so i need to be as real as i can now yeah. <laughs> i need to be as real as I can now. Yeah. Don't was... make me have to go through my my emotions tell you what what I don't want to tell you because I might feel you're going to be upset with me. I need to feel like whether you're upset with me or not, you still want to hear it. You still need to hear it because we're working together. Um, Yeah. On that, man. If I can <laughs> just touch on that just real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I touch on that real quick, Dirk. Yeah, I, I think my wife and I, we created uh, a habit or just like a, a culture early on like y'all were just saying like if there's anything that we have a disagreement about or something that we're at odds about that we're going to discuss it and i remember early on like my wife used to hate it she was like oh, we, here we go again we're gonna talk about it you know and you know like for me it's like i like to over communicate because i want to make sure that we understand one another and if i hold on to something it's just gonna fester and then one day i'm gonna be like you know it's like we oh what happened like where's all this yeah like i'm going to explode so it's like um now it's just more of a kind of a natural thing for us folks to come to the table and work out whatever we need to and uh this uh saying that i'm sure that a lot of you guys have heard you want to inspect what you expect right so if you want your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend to be a certain way or to kind of you know, uh, adapt a certain way of thinking, then you have to be that person to model that first and sometimes show them like, hey, I'm going to do this. You don't have to tell them, but it's like, I'm going to be the one to put myself out there so that you can see my vulnerability. And I hope that maybe, you know, this will rub off on you a little bit. 
yeah, lead by example, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, one thing you were talking about, Patrick, I was thinking about just about the whole situation about just leading by example, because you don't know if a person's going to do the exact same things. Like, to, to your guys' question, even about what I'm looking for, a lot of times it's just peace. Like, having the same type of understanding, like, having peace, because there's so many things you got to deal with as a Black man on the outside. You can't come home to a lack of peace. You got to have a safe space. And I think a lot of times people have so many agendas that are going on, and you kind of you can as as I'm as I'm growing older, I can kind of see those agendas because depending on on that person's age, I can see where their agenda. Is. Usually, you're not in the conversation in the future. If I see that individual is talking about situations, and my and my name is not in their conversation for the future, I know we don't have a future together. So a lot of times, you'll find that individuals like Daryl was saying, people are really looking out for themselves instead of like trying to collaborate and and establish some type of intimacy and team partnership like a you don't have nowadays like people who are ride or dies like someone who was like pretty much your ride or die they're going to stick with you no matter what and they're going to keep going through everything with you and they're not they're going to be committed to commitment i always talk about this this word being committed to commitment not just the person but being committed to being committed to to a situation means regardless of whether their situations are going positive or negative you are still being committed to commitment Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have to be being on this panel with these kings, man. I'm starting to see like, yo, this is the way that like sometimes you need. Well, you don't need, but sometimes you want that affirmation that you're moving in the right in the right vein with things. Mm-hmm. Like big words mm-hmm. that I'm hearing today is big word for me this week was communication, mm-hmm. communication, communication. Mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. Stop being afraid to say what needs to be said, mm-hmm. and if they don't mm-hmm. agree, they just don't agree. Right, this week, we, I. I I don't want to make it sound like like I'm like I'm just running things, but when we make a plan, it's a plan. <laughs> Let's me. roll with the plan till it don't work. Yeah, and then we go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. You know, one of us is bound to be wrong at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not act like I'm going to be right every time I open my mouth, and then you won't have that expectation, yeah. and it won't let you down. Yeah, you have high expectations, you get let down easily because your expectations are too high. Your expectations. Mm-hmm. Let's not even say high. They're just different than what the plan was. We all know life comes with trials. Anything that you intend to do, you will have a disruption come behind that. Mm -hmm. Intention Mm -hmm. breeds Mm -hmm. disruption. You're going to Mm -hmm. have a disruption behind what you intend to do. Be ready for it and have a plan for what you're going to do. It's nothing. I should have my church hat. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I wasn't prepared. I was not ready. You're not, not I should have had one. I'm over here like trying not to jump out my chair. I don't even know if y'all can see me, but I'm over here like, Lord, yes. hold on, hold on. <laughs> yes, we got some questions, Find but some y'all questions. preaching. So, Lord, use them. Use Just her. Just like my brother Daryl said, like that disruption is leading you into your next place. You have to have a disruption to make you take a step back and see what it is that you need to see. Like, without you having any without you spending any time in the darkness in those low places in your life you'll never find the light because you'll never have a reason to you know you get tired of your own thinking thinking you like hold on man i need to level up i need to figure it out so that disruption is necessary yes, it's sir. it's yes, 
right. you know, to, 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 to bring us to where we are now. That disruption, it also dictates your response. See, that's the thing. And it also dictates your response to the person that you're with, too. So mm -hmm. your if your response is in a negative aspect, that impacts things moving forward. You got to also, and that's it's almost like this. I'll tell you one thing I, I talked to some of my sales team is that it doesn't, to me, I take the emotions out of getting sales or not getting sales. Because what happens is if you're trying to be a consistent earner all the way through, if you go up and down every time you get something happens or you have a disruption, you won't be able to get back on the phone and do that sale again because your mind is all wrapped up in what you had done before and you you can't focus again. You got to be able to refocus. Even if there's a disruption that goes on in your relationship, you still got to come back to refocus and take your emotions out of that situation because you might have felt that your, your feelings were hurt because there was a disruption. But you can still go past goes if you stay even keel, you can get past it. But you got to be able to work those things out. That's also stuff that works on you internally when you even choosing that individual because those people are going to reflect your decision to who you are. This is almost like the people that you pick, you pick them. So if you pick those individuals, there's a reason for you picking those individuals and they're going to respond based on how you how they expect you to be. It's almost like we have different roles in relationships. Your expectations can cause more problems that, that are, uh, there's un underlying issues that you have that, that you have. Because my mom did it this way. That's how I think you should do it as my wife. Or my father did it this way. So I expect you to, to do all these things. And then when it's, it's an unwritten rule that you didn't do it, then they're mad because you broke a rule, an unruled rule, you didn't even know it exists. And that's now the question right there. Right, right then. That's the question right there. That's a question right there. How how are you differentiating your relationship from your mom and dad's or how you saw your parents grow up doing? Because yeah. that right there will change lives. Exactly. Understand me? Yeah. You're sitting Hello. there talking about how, how, how your mom treated your dad or how your mom, her dating her dating life or your dad's dating life, it, it, it dictates so much to your mm -hmm. kids and the people watching you you have to watch who's watching you so yeah. i'm gonna chime in on this because uh, we talked about this in a earlier episode where there's a theory that if you were raised by a single mom right the single mom has raised their son to not be their son but to be their husband or to be their man so now you have a grown man that is their husband to a wife i mean to their mom but can't be a husband to their wife because they are still in a relationship which is toxic to me to with their mom but in the Bible doesn't it say you leave your you leave your parents to be with the partner right listen don't don't cut me on the Bible I do what I do but even that there is this question of like how how do you because when we think about it the man as a son your first love is your mom like that's that's the first indication of what a woman should be what a woman is right and so with that how do you navigate that thin line of like what you said Daryl of one you are you are my wife not my mom. Yeah, my mom used to do my laundry. She used to do all this. She used to do da 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 da. But you're not your mom's husband. Your your wife's husband. Does that make sense? Like, how do y'all find line? It's a it's a very fine line because you're both adults, or at least we hope you're both adults at this point. You're both adults, okay? You're supposed to be adults. You're supposed to be able to handle things in an adult manner. <laughs> but then if you don't, it's it's it goes back to the other question on how you pick your partner. How mature is your partner? How open are they to listening to what you have to say? 
way and not seeing it work in their mom and dad's relationship. They might see something that you do that didn't work for their parents and decide, Leo, we're never doing this. I'm going to make a big fuss, talk about it because I've seen it not work. It goes back to that common sense thing that I was saying is that you can see it not working. It's plain plain as day. Like it didn't work. It didn't work for them. I'm just kind of losing the question because I'm going, I'm going, I'm I'm having my own (laughs) therapy session right now. Y'all understand me. (laughs) And, you know, when you, when you get with somebody, just picking somebody is very, important half the time you're picking somebody that is that is good for you right now Yeah, what do you and mean a lot of people don't understand believing that okay it'll get better, but you haven't seen yourself get better yet. You haven't seen you. You haven't visualized you at 50, 60, visualized mm-hmm. you at 40, 35. You haven't visualized you at thirty. Some people, you know, and when you haven't seen that, and you're picking people based on today, knowing that they're going to get older and have more experiences and want to do more things, to expect them to be who they were on day one would be the definition of insanity mm-hmm. because. Because we're all collecting information, we're all looking around, we're all we all got eyes and we all got ears and we all can see and hear and understand situations. We're all going to have a different experience. We're all going to have a different perspective. That lens is going to need to be refocused every now and then. You're going to have to refocus that lens. My my wife, she didn't express to me. I'm gonna tell you how how my 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 man brain thinks. She didn't express to me certain expectations before we got married. Now there were some that were explained. Now for me. <laughs> to think that they're not going to change later would drive me nuts. Absolutely crazy because I'm like, okay, you told me one thing. All right, now it's changed. But as a as a king, you got to like, we're going back to the top. Step up, king. Step up, king. Step up, queen. Your partner is going to have, they're going to want different things as we grow. We're going to need different things as we grow. Yeah, I think, you know, as you were talking, Daryl, I think a lot of times with, with even starting a relationship, you got to manage your expectations early. Like you said, before but then you gotta you gotta I always feel like everyone always takes other situations or other relationships or other things they've had in the past and they they assign all those stereotypes or those things to their present relationship when you're a completely different person than you are with that person than anybody else and you know I remember used to think about patterns that I would expect from past girlfriends that the other person I would expect them to do and they're not going to do it because they're a totally different person you got to see that person as a complete new individual that you got to discover and create your own relationship. Your relationship has nothing to do with anybody else or what they did before, your parents, anything else. You've got to understand how to create it as it is and recognize, you know what, this is going to evolve. The person I'm seeing right now is not going to be the person I'm going to see in 20 years. But there are going to be some consistent things about them that I should be able to accept now so I could deal with it in 20 years. I should be able to accept all them, all their flaws, all the situations that they have going on now, right now, so that way I I can continue to keep going regardless of where their body changes, other things that they might decide, as long as they don't change enough to to, to start evolving away from you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But as because you know, sometimes that's how people get separated because there's situations where they're evolving, you're not realizing they're evolving, you're not making an adjustments for those for those those evolutions in them or listening to or being keyed into those those individuals so that way you can adjust for those and say, Okay, you're moving in this direction, let's figure out how we can get back to this direction. I'm just going to chime in real quickly because I I need this question answered because I'm so curious on a man's perspective on this. So we've talked about relationships. We're talking about age. And it makes me wonder, do men have a similar or same thought process when it comes to a biological clock that seemingly women
men tend to have, or it, it's typically like a woman's thing. Like they have a, bi- we have a biological clock and we want to have kids by a certain age or things like that. And I don't know if that's the same for you guys as far as children, but even career, even money, like anything like that. Do you have within your life that you've experienced thus far, any sort of instance where you're like at this age, X, Y, Z was supposed to happen or such and such was supposed to happen. And when it doesn't, how do you work around that? Let me chime in really, really quick because my brother's not on this, but we've had this conversation. So he's at a place in his life where he has the job making the money that he wants to have. He has the fiance. So now he literally is saying, I have obtained everything I want to obtain, but having a child, but furthering my legacy. So is that a similar thought process as, or is that not even a thought? It is. To be honest with you, for me, I've already checked certain things off my 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 bucket list but the the biggest thing for me is like okay i have a job that makes that pays well i already have my daughter i've already been married at a certain point um if i were to say anything about a biological clock it's more for the things i want to get accomplished like mm-hmm. i don't think of, i don't think in terms of like uh having like even having more children i could but i know i can have children up to a certain age and i can still my dad had a child at 74 <laughs> you know what I'm saying so at the same time i don't i don't worry about having children because i'm good with my daughter but in terms of my goals, even though I, I, I make more money at the job that I have than I had before and, it, and it's very lucrative, um, it's still not where I want to be because I want my business to grow beyond having a job. So I still have goals I have, haven't met. And it's like there's, a, there's only a certain amount of time you can achieve those goals before you, you start going to retirement. So that's the only thing I'll be concerned about is like making sure my retirement is already set up at this point in my life. So that's the only thing that I'm running against is making sure those things are in place. My business is is as successful as I think it should be or my definition should be. It's not to the point of where it needs to be yet. So that's what that's what I would say is my biological thought, really, to be honest. But I don't think I, we really have one as a man, personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with a lot of what Dirk said. I, I think uh, men, like we have times in our life where we feel like we should be more more productive. Um, I think a man's job is to produce. And, and that looks different, you know, in a lot of different ways, whether you're talking about in your career, you're talking about financially, starting a family. Uh, but we're here to produce. That's just my opinion. Um, And so as far as like a biological clock, in comparison to what I think women often think about when they when they talk about, oh, I'm, I'm getting older, you know, I need to start a family or I need to, you know, I only have so much time. Um, I don't personally tend to think that way. It's just more of a, what am I doing right now at 33 to set my family up and to leave them with a legacy? Because we all know that we're not getting any younger. So it's 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 what what can I do now to benefit my family, my my myself, myself and our legacy in the future my yeah the the first i I think it's a personal thing because i've met dudes that like oh i want to be married by this but they're they're big family people the big family guys start planning stuff like at 16 17 they're like i want to be married this time i want to be i want to have the car i want to have this i want to have that i want to have this i want to have this put away um i want my family to to come over every weekend The, the guys that are planners have that clock in their head going all the time but that's and most of that is because they want they want to have that family time.
They understand that. They understand early, which I didn't understand early. They understand early that you're expired. Time is happening. It's not something you can decide that's going to slow down or you can do something later. They understand that, look, I got, I want this, this, this. I saw this happening in my family and it worked out great. I want to be this type of guy. And I understand that it has to happen in this time for me to be this type of person for the family to flourish and grow. I don't, I didn't understand the whole clock thing that, uh, you know, from, from a male perspective, from, from, from me, I didn't understand it. I was like, Oh, what, 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 are, we, what are we rushing for? What are we rushing for? What, uh, I, I'm not, I, and maybe it's, maybe it's just that I wasn't ready. Okay. This, I'm just, I'm putting it out on the table for y'all this morning. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. If I'm not ready for something, or I feel like it's not going to favor me at that moment, of course I'm a buck. Everybody feels like that. You're going you gonna to fight back. You're going to be like, nah, I'm good. That's a no from this side. <laughs> That's a no-go. Uh, no can do. I can't go for that. But um, speaking to that biological clock thing, it um, it only matters to you when you're when you get with somebody that has a biological clock. But if you feel like you're this bachelor guy that's gonna live that doesn't have to pick a partner, then you can pick who you know. People are born every day. Women are born every day. You feel like you can just you know pick somebody later. I'm gonna you know some guys feel like that and they're in that thought process. It ain't isn't even a time that they have in their life we don't have those like oh i turned 30 now it's time to time to do this i turned 20 now it's time to do that sometimes we doing stuff that we um aspire to do in our 30s when we turn 19 20 you know what i'm saying some people are like oh i want to own a house by, by 30 but some dudes are like i'm gonna own one by the time i get out of college I, I, or i'm gonna own two by the time i finish uh my aa uh you know i feel like it's a personal choice it's not like um it's a lot of things that we could lump men and women into a group of but that that biological clock time thing is a personal thing. See, it's for this reason that I wish men also were created with as much sperm as they ever gonna have in their lifetime at birth and that, you know, whatever because y'all just be remaking stuff and yeah, the quality might not be as good but y'all always in a cycle of reproduction and us women, we actually lose at birth because in Euro, we like get way more and then when we're born we lose some and then it's the steady decline from there. So our biological clock, yes, some of it is mental, but some of it is literal science and biology, what's going on. But y'all ain't got that issue. I'm mad about that. And we understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, as a married dude, I, I've come to understand that, that that perspective. I've had to refocus a couple times. I'm like, okay, time to refocus because this is, uh, this is a pressing issue. And I have to step outside of myself. That's one thing that we're afraid to do too. You're afraid. Some people are afraid to step out of themselves for their part. You got to go oh, hold on let me you got to take that bird's eye view you got to step up and go hold on this whole situation is um this is a different situation before it was just me i just need to worry about controlling what i do what i eat where i go where i sleep i'm good but then you grab then you know start putting yourself in that producer role that king role now you got to you're not just producing you you are producing you're producing the plan the supplies the emotional support you're producing we, we are we are reproducers and i it takes it takes a a different type of person to see somebody else's to, to sympathize and to empathize is two different things and some things we can only i believe sympathize with you with we can only sympathize with because we'll never know what it is to have that type of biological clock actually happening like it's in effect the day you day you were born it starts We're, we don't have that so we can only sympathize and so we need that communication 
education so that we can understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I 1000% um, agree, you know, and that's, that's why I um, kind of go back to saying that, you know, as a man, we're, we're pr- producers, like we, we produce, we um, create, and there isn't necessarily a, a, a time frame for us to uh, do that. It's just like, if you can do it at 74, like, you know, Dirk mentioned that like his father did, then, then, then do it at 74. If you, you know, can do it at 33, you know, do it at 33. And it's just like producing as a man can look a lot of different ways, you know, whether you're just raising up your children to be productive citizens, that's production, right? You know, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on it. So I love this because one thing that um, the girls know, I have a friend that I call, this sounds so bad. I hope you don't hear this. But anyway, I have a friend that I call his partner, a resume partner, because (laughs) on paper, everything that he wants, but in reality, they're struggling because uh, on paper, you're great. We work together. But in reality, it's like you, you can't make it work. And so one of the questions me and him talked about was just the word appreciation and he was saying like, as a man, you want to feel appreciated. You want to feel loved. You want to feel like respected. And I'm like, well, don't a woman want to feel the same thing? So we have this debate all the time. And with that, with me saying that is what do, what does those three words mean to you all? Like love, appreciation, and respect as a man. What does that mean to you? And how, because y'all are Daryl and Patrick, y'all are married and Dirk, you were married. So what does that look like in any type of relationship for you? Well, for me, I guess, um, I feel like a woman needs love. A man needs respect. And I feel like a man will be res- will be loving toward a woman once he gets that respect. Because I don't think, you know, you know, I think as 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 men, we do need love and we like love. But I think respect is, is above love to us, or at least to me. Because if you show me respect, that shows me love. And I feel like when a woman shows me that she understands boundaries with me, right, then I can give her everything that she wants, which means she wants to be loved. Now, of course, women want to be respected at the same time too but i think it, it goes part and parcel that for a man he when he loves her he's going to show her respect because she's shown him respect at the same time and it, it depends on what kind of word you know some people have different type of love languages but some people encouragement is a love language and if they don't get encouragement and support you know from their spouse or their wife then then i, I had a friend of mine you know he told me well you know we I have all this stuff that i have now but i would have been that much further if my wife would have supported me. if she would have supported me i would be that much further because there would have been an example where he could have made more money, but his wife said, you shouldn't do that. And he should have listened to himself. And if he did it, then they probably have a lot more money at this point of their career. Now they're they're good based on the information that he said he provided. But if she would have trusted him, they would have been that much further because he already knows what he had the capacity to do because his relationship with his mother, she, his mother, for some reason, did not like her son. And the reason being is because she had a problem with her father. He reminded her of her father. So she didn't like her son, which was interesting. So this affected him. He found a way his, he saw his wife as a person who built up his self-esteem. Once she built his self-esteem to a certain point, now he's he's good in his self-esteem. His wife didn't recognize him anymore and was not supporting him in the way he he felt he needed to 
should be at, at a certain point. So he felt like he should be further along just based on the appreciation that he got. And this sometimes goes into a part with your, 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 your upbringing. If your mother didn't appreciate you and give you words of affirmation to build you up, then you're looking to it for the other parent or your father. And it can be vice versa in any type of relationship. You, you might need those aspects. That's why, like Daryl said before, when you come to a relationship, you should be coming whole. So you don't have to need those parts to get you to that part. So you don't have to need those things. You can bring forth the love toward that individual because you know how to express it toward yourself and give it to somebody else. So is support different than respect? Because what I hear you saying is that he he needed the support, which if I respect you, maybe I just didn't support you because I just didn't understand your vision. So, But then, then, then it comes to a fact that in respect, if you might not understand my vision, do you are you taking the time to understand what the vision is? Because it's almost like this. We have, we have, we're, we're saying things unconsciously or subconsciously all the time, like with expectations. You might not perceive that it's important to me to listen to me about certain things, whereas another person will. And, and sometimes we might respect people or give people more opportunity outside of our relationships than the people that are closest to us. It's almost like people will give their word to somebody outside, but then they won't give their word to their spouse. So then those, those small things start building up. And because you get familiar, there's a, there's a quote that familiarity breeds content. So the more familiar with somebody, you, you start tending to take out the respect factor and you assume that I, I don't need that support because you see me as a certain way. Like you might see this person as a Superman, so you don't think they need support or they didn't, they didn't never, ver- they never verbally or, or, ex- or express it in the way that which you could understand that they needed support. So because they didn't do that, but then how much of discovery are you trying to seek to discover who that other individual is that they might need certain things that you might not be able to, to, to see offhand. So it depends, to me, respect is really, you do need to have support. Respect is, to me, is just understanding your boundaries. And also, you know, support can be, to be honest with you, is, is somebody knowing, having, taking the time or discovery to understand what you need support in the first place. So that is, it ties in, it ties all together to me. Because if you appreciate them, you want to support them. If you if you didn't want to support them, you shouldn't. I don't, I don't see supporting somebody, not supporting somebody as anything in disrespect, but at the same time, people that you love and respect, you want to support. So I, I think they're personal. Yeah. I agree with that, but I am going to push back just a little. And I say... <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it in your face. Oh no, you saw the thinking face now. <laughs> so, and the only reason I'm gonna push back is because support looks different from anybody and everybody, right? Whether you're in a relationship, married, friends, anything. And I say that because sometimes we, as humans, we want support from that one person, but we don't communicate how we need that support. And so if I am, if respect is so important to me, but also the word support, if that is important to me too, I'm going to have to do kind of like what all three of y'all said is communicate to where, and I think Patrick, you said this, communicate and over communicate of this is what I need from you. This is what support looks like for me. This is how I'm going to paint this picture because I need it to be such a clear picture that there is no room for questions. Why? Because especially with the example you use, if the man is going out on an, at, um, on a venture, a business venture that this is uncharted waters, you 
don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's, what happened. This is now trial and error. In this trial and error, I not only need the respect that, well, let me go back. I not only need the trust <laughs> that you know I'm what I'm doing is what I'm doing, but it's going to be trust that this is going to build us. But also I need that support because this is now a vulnerability moment for me because I've never done this. I don't know what this looks like. How am I going to make sure we as a partner gotcha. are together, but me now having to do this with you just supporting. And I say that because as I'm going to say just for me, if one of my friends say, hey, I need you to support me in this venture. Oh, I got you. Cool. What you need? But that's me because I have a very, very, <laughs> very thin line of like, what does that look like? And my friends know, I will ask you, what does that look like? And what do you need? And I know specifically with Nay and Sunny D, we have this thing of like, what's paint done for me? Because I don't know what you need. So we talked about this in a previous episode where I was going through something like really, really hard. And Sunny D made the perfect, she did the perfect question. She was like, I don't know how to support you as a friend when mm. I'm going through something on my own, but mm. I know you need support too. So it's going back to having a conversation, but I don't, what if your partner don't know how to support you? Because I don't know how to support you because support looks differently throughout every part of the relationship, right? Yeah. You know, one thing I want to speak to, there's different levels of support. Mm -hmm. And I always also, I think about when you're supporting, it's based on your character, your track record. So if the person, if your track record, okay, is this, I say what I mean, I mean what I say, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And they see that on a consistent basis. Then there's, it's not always going to be the factors that you, the unseen factors that you don't see. The thing that's most stable is their character. So if the person is demonstrating to you character, that their character is worthy of respect and worthy of support, then there's, like you said before, there's different areas of support. Well, I might not even agree with what you do, but I support the fact that you want to do it. I might not even be able to get in there with you, but I respect the fact that you're doing it. And if there is something I can do to help, I will possibly do it. But maybe I don't want to get involved. My support level of support might be different. It might be like, hey, you go ahead and do it. I can't get involved. I got my own things going on. So I can't really support you in that because I have something else I've got to do. But I just pray everything works out for you. But if, if, it, if it doesn't, I'll be there to pick up the pieces if, if whatever the situation that you tried to, to put in effect does not work. So that to me is support. It could be after the fact because I'll let you go ahead and run your, your course. I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to tell you, okay, these are the things that I think you need to qualify before doing this so I can understand how to support your plan. Now, if you can't qualify these things, that doesn't mean I'm going to disagree or disagree with what you're going to decide to do. You can still do that. I respect that. That's the part where the respect comes in. I respect you still want to, we dis we agree to disagree. I don't think you have the, the, the platform to support the thing that you're trying to do. That, to me, is support. I'm giving you basically my rundown. I don't think it's a good idea, but if you want to do it, these are the reasons why I don't think it's a good idea. But if it doesn't work and I'm wrong and I hope I'm wrong, then you continue to do it when you, if it doesn't work out the way you think it is, I'm still here to after the situation comes or I'm here to celebrate you at the end. I think the conundrum comes, how does this translate into our relationship? Because what you stated is just fine when you're a friend, but when you come into relationship, expectations get different. And I'm speaking as a woman yeah. that it gets different because I might have those same thoughts, but I'm expected to blindly follow or not blindly follow, but just follow when I don't fully agree. And if not, then that looks like I don't believe in your dreams. I'm trying to hold you back. And it's like, nah, bruh, bruh, you don't know everything it is to do with this. And I'm not about to go jumping off the cliff with no parachute. So how does this level of support translate in relationship outside of like a friendship? You know, to speak to that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you guys. 
guys are. I'm just answering the question. I would think about it in terms of what is this decision going to directly affect my family or the person I'm with? So if, if I'm in a relationship with an individual, is this a selfish situation where it's going to directly affect our situation where we can't move forward because of that decision? And that's how I would, I would view it. If, if this is going to affect you to the point where you can't, you can't, you say, okay, I want you, there's no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in a situation where it'd be blind because if you, if there's, there's, if I'm presenting a plan to you, right, I'm going to lay out the plan. What do you think about this plan? Now you could disagree, agree to disagree with the plan, right? But how much is this going to take away from our relationship? So to me, the relationship is more important than, than the actual thing that you're trying to do. So are you going to be willing to allow me to do this? Or is it a situation where I have to decide I'm going to do this without your permission or just continue to go? So it, it depends on your dynamics. Like what are your dynamics together when you're making decisions? Who's leading in that making that decision? It doesn't have to be like straight black and white. Well, you know what? I'm just going to do this whether you think about it or not. I don't care what you think. I'm just going to do it. Whether you support me or not, I'm going to continue doing it. So that speaks to the dynamics of your relationships when you're making decisions moving forward. So to me, it's really based on how you establish dynamics in your relationship or how you deal with things when you both don't agree with things regardless. So I need to prove, I need to sell you on the plan for this to work. Now, then you need to trust me that this plan will work. And sometimes it, it might not work out. It might, there might be situation, but you can play devil's advocate. I think that it's, it depends on your dynamic between you and that person. It doesn't have to be, and it depends on how you are as a person too, because some people are just not like, are not like that. But if you're trying to establish a relation that's collaborative, you can't have two heads, two heads is a monster. Somebody's got to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like that right there, I feel like it, it's all based on who you know you got with. Yeah. You know who that person is. Yeah. Let's go back to the basic C's and C's, that common sense. You know who you got, you know who you messing with. If you, you know, if it was just one of those calls, it was one of those calls that you made into a whole relationship. It was a horrible person you knew from the beginning. Didn't treat you, you didn't have the respect. You didn't have, you didn't have none of the, you saw all the red flags, but you decided them going to make this into a relationship and then wonder why you can't trust him to put a plan for it with both of you guys in mind. The only reason not to agree with your partner is because you know that you know in the back of your head that this is something selfish. This only promotes you. It has nothing to do with our goal or I'm I'm scared for some reason. I fear that this isn't going to work out and it's going to harm you or it, it's not sometimes it's not even about about us. Sometimes it's about how you feel about what is going to harm your partner and you feel like okay, this isn't going to be the same person after this. We need not do this. This doesn't need to <laughs> this doesn't need to happen right now because I can see or I fear or I've had a mental picture of this happening already and I don't like the the outcome that I'm picturing in my head. The respect thing from, from a male perspective from, from one side of my head to play the devil advocate is like, okay, like I need you to know that I have the best intentions for the both of us. Whether it works out or not, we're either going to learn or we're going to level up after this. And learning can be leveling up. But it, to, to not do something is to not experience something that might take you to a next level, something that might build up your trust between one another. Some things are exercises in, in trust. And in order to, to operate a kingdom, kings have to have people around them that they trust, like trust to do things. Like I, I need you to do this because I can't do all of this at one time, this job, or you just do better at this. You're, you're that person for this job. If I do it, I'm going to mess it up. I know.
know I'm a mess it up. I need your support. I need not, uh, you know, and support, support looks different to everybody, but it goes back to us communicating with one another and actually knowing what we need. There's a lot of kings out there that don't know what they need, and that's why they can't mm-hmm. convey it to their wives. They don't know exactly what they need. And you can't, and then you're, you're all the way through the plan already. You're halfway in it with somebody that doesn't know what they need, can't tell you how, how to get what we need to do what we need to do. And it becomes a big problem because of it's just relationships like relationship one-on-one we've expect now we got people expecting things you don't get the expectation so you say okay well the plan didn't work because i didn't get what i expected out of this and now okay it becomes a pattern with people that can't express themselves or don't they don't have their own self-knowledge on how to tell you what they need this we have a that's a huge problem i feel like with with god is that sometimes you don't know how to communicate we don't know how to communicate exactly what we need from our partner and it goes right. the other way around also stuff we leave out because we don't think they're going to be able to handle it you're not going to be able to do this with this and I, just because you've seen it not happen so you don't trust and when you don't have the trust you don't have the respect when you don't have the respect you don't have the support and it it, it gets messy it gets messy after that Jack, i i uh think of it as when you begin your relationship you know when you first meet your husband your wife uh, the the person that you want to be serious about respect and appreciation are kind of like those two pillars that i feel like produce love um i actually agree with dirt when he said that to respect me is to love me i don't know if he said it like that but that's 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 kind of what um i got from what he said because first by respecting me i feel like you appreciate me right you know you you uh you understand who i am you're you're seeking to understand is a, a word that we used to always use in counseling uh you know seeking to understand where that person is and so the only way to really do that right is to communicate to ask uncomfortable questions like how do you feel when i do this you know what can i do to be to uh you know be a better husband to be a better boyfriend to be a better man right so so i think beginning the relationship it doesn't have to be marriage i mean just friendship in general like if you don't if if you don't respect your homeboy or your homegirl then y'all not gonna be friends you ain't gonna have no appreciation for that person you know definitely no love for that person so i like i think those are the two things to begin any relationship with you know respect appreciation then we get to a place of love where it's like you know what like i do love you because you respect me for who i am for my authentic self and you appreciate me and so you know i'm gonna give my love to you so i absolutely love everything all three of you said because that opened my eyes to a lot of things of like how you said respect to respect me is to love me And I think as a female, it's more of like to love me is to respect me. You know, it's like just a difference. That is something for us to ponder on. What we are about to do now, I hope y'all are ready, (laughs) is we are going to do like, it's called like a lightning round. So we're going to rapid fire y'all some questions and just answer the first thing in your head. Don't take time to think about it. Any of that, just answer, okay? So I'll tell y'all who we're going to answer to because each one of y'all will get questions. So y'all will not be answering. Everybody will not be answering the same question, okay? All right. Y'all ready? Ready? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Dirt. Morning person or night owl? Sorry. Night owl. Night owl. Okay. Patrick, name an example of a good woman. One that is not self-absorbed. Oh, oh, hold on. Name an example? Is that, was that what you're looking for? Hold on. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> someone that is in tune with others around, like others around her, or just like, yeah, not self-absorbed. Like you know what other people are dealing with as well. Like you're em- you're empathetic. How about that? I thought you were gonna say Tori, but go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it too late? <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Daryl, what did you dream about last night? Keep it PG or not, we don't care. Good Lord, I forget all my dreams. Dreamed about, really? I have these dreams where, um, I'm not going to say I see, like, I see future events. Let's say that, right? I see things around that event, right? It may not be exactly the same thing, but I was out somewhere with a, with a group that I'm a part of, and we were getting ready to go on stage and and talking to one another and this, that, and other. Okay, okay. Let me know you got a whole entire spiritual gift over there. <laughs> um, Dirt, should a woman respect a man that doesn't know how to lead? I think a woman should respect a man, period, make him into a king so he's, he's able to lead. Well, okay. Okay. Okay, Patrick, I need to know, gas or charcoal grill? Charcoal grill. Yes. Daryl, <laughs> how do you define what a man is? <laughs> How do I define? Oh, I don't personally feel I define what a man is because we we all we're all different and it's very hard to be like oh let me put everybody in this in this category when you know when you, when you grow up when you grow up on an island it's different than growing up in the states okay your culture is different your people are different so to say what a man is on one island versus where you at where you are is it's it's um it's backwards to me i, I can't I, I wouldn't give that i wouldn't give out a definition great answer great answer <laughs> Patrick, morning, midday, or evening sex? Uh, I would say evening. For some reason, I was expecting you to just say yes. <laughs> See, it, all it of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not choosy with it, you know, but uh, if, if I was to choose one, I would say evening. Okay, Dirk, we know that you were married once upon a time. We know that you are not now, but have you found the one? No, not at all. Not right now. Daryl, what do men want? Besides sex. Understanding. Blunt. Honest answer. Blind. Blind. Uh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, just say, just say yes. Okay. Disagree. Agreeable. <laughs> agreeable. I'm going to change it to agreeable. Okay. I was about to say, we going to have to agree to disagree on that one. I, I, I want you to be agree. See, 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 see. We already started. <laughs> uh, but the communication is, is happening now. You, you know I what agree. I expect. You know what I expect. You may not agree a hundred percent. I agree. But you agree. And see how we're moving forward right now? That's respect. Compromise. That's competency. That's respect. I respect you enough to hear your side. You respected me, but we moving forward with this, right? All right. So, so the plan gets moved. Um, I forgot the question entirely. I'm not going to go lie. I'm not even going to lie. I went, I went all the way in. Now you answered it. Understanding. Okay. Understanding. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Patrick. We know that you uh, didn't intend to talk about your wife as much as you did, but I need to know what do you love about Tori? Man, she's she's my ride or die. You know, people say that a lot, and well, you said that. That doesn't even exist anymore, but it but it does. You know, we we can have the most fun with one another. She gets out there, she she's funny, she's not afraid to try new things. Um, we've grown, we've grown together, and there's been, you know, times where we were kind of uncertain about our growth and what we were becoming, but we've learned to uh appreciate each other's gifts and what we do well, so we're not stepping on each other's toes. And I just really appreciate that. I'm I'm not the man that I was when I was 2020 when we met, but she's accepting me for who I am today and vice versa. Oh, you know I'm gonna do it. That was so beautiful. Ah, let me get myself together. <laughs> okay, so in 10 words, you get no more, you can have less, but no more than 10 words. <laughs> so y'all better think in 10 words. 
What advice would you give to a black man on this adulting journey? You only get 10. Okay. We'll give you like 10 seconds to think about it. Oh, Dirk, you ready? Go ahead. Ready. So uh, 10 words that I would give to a black man to, to always keep his true north um, as God, to be honest with you, to be disciplined, to be consistent. And that's it. We're done. You're over 10. <laughs> over 10? I'm over 10. Right? <laughs> always okay. keep your true north was like six. Okay, okay, always keep God as your true north. That's it. There we go. <laughs> Patrick. All right. I would I would say create your future today so you can live your best life tomorrow. I think that's a Yeah, I think he wrote it down. We gotta let this slide. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that was off the top. That was off the top. <laughs> All right, Daryl. Not um, can't use um, no. Be disciplined, speak your mind, be consistent, love your family. All right. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for giving us those 10 words for advice. Um, right now, we're going to hand it off to Nate. Go ahead, Nate. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, uh, to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know, we keep it popping hot out there here. Email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at where'smyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at where'smyblueprintpod.com. And so now we are going to do our favorite segment. Well, one of our favorite segments is Moments of Melanation. Moments, Moments of Melanation. Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. So we have been talking to these lovely gentlemen for the entirety of the episode. And I just wanted to continue to give shouts out to our Black men and let y'all know that there's some products that allow y'all to keep being smooth and groomed and fine and staying fly and all the things. So I wanted to shout out a company called Bevel Grooming. Their website is called getbevel.com. And it's a full line of shaving, grooming, skincare products that are designed to help men stay at their flyest. So Bevel lives under the Walker and Company umbrella, whose purpose is to make health and beauty simple for people of color. So what I love about this particular company, I think you can find them at Target. You can obviously find them online at their website. But Bevel is the first and only head-to-toe grooming brand crafted specifically for Black men that's customized with the best ingredients for our skin and hair texture. And that's the difference with this particular company as opposed to others. So they have so many different products on their websites. There's actually a little section in some Target stores um, that has like a little sample kit, like a starter kit, so to speak. But I really love this because this is a company that prioritizes the needs of Black men and allowing them to have products that are good for their skin, that are specifically designed for their hair textures, the things that Black men deal with um, when it comes to their skin and for grooming. And I absolutely love it. Any and everything that allows our Black men to put their best selves forward in whatever it is that you guys decide that you want to do for yourself, for your family, for your careers or whatever. You're looking good. You're feeling good. It's all the things. So I wanted to let you guys know about this company. I wanted to give them uh, a shout out. I've gotten a couple of things from my husband specifically as well. 
And um, this is a company that I'm absolutely loving. And they also, for the ladies, um, they do have a company called Form. That's for us. We'll talk about them at another time. I wanted to give the guys their space. It's different for us because, you know, I remember when I was growing up, I just knew I had to have one of those Gillette razors with like the four or five razors on it. And you go and you try and use it and you're trying to figure out why is this not working for me? And you're like, oh man, this, this somebody's like, that's not made for, that's not made for us. That's, that's a different type of, uh, uh, your hair is just not made like this. Your, your hair doesn't stand up like, like that, like, or lay down. Down like where you know if you're a different culture you got your hair come out the face a little different than than everybody else so I was like man I was wondering why I'm, why I'm cutting myself so bad I'm like man you're not supposed to have these faux razors on your skin like this single blade it gets the job done stop irritating your skin and irritating yourself having this for us let me just say us having this for us is is really dope I mean it's different when you felt like when you just go to the store and you just like everything's for everybody no it's not every product is isn't for your hair, your hair texture, your your culture. It's not it's not for you. So this is dope. I'm really gonna look. I'm gonna look into it for real. Yeah, I would just second that. You know, uh, to have a product that's specifically made with you in mind uh, is is um, is is pretty groundbreaking. You know, it's um like it makes me want to go out and uh, try it. Like self care is a very important thing, and I think it will encourage you know black men to be you know more proactive in that area. And I think that's really good. Like we need to be taking care of ourselves and in, internally as well as externally. So I actually have um, experience with Bevel because Jay, my husband, he uses Bevel and he's been using it for years and it really does give a better shave than classical razors. And he had Nas, like he was Nas's barber for a little bit. So that's also pretty dope. But yeah, the only thing that scares me about it is it's like straight razor blade. So I always get nervous when he inserts it because I've wanted to try it, you know, for myself, but I'm like, nah, I can't deal with a straight razor like that. But yeah, I actually love Bevel products for the men folks. So if you haven't tried it, it's great to give it a try. I'm here for it. And Bevel, go ahead and uh, do that sponsorship or affiliate with us. We got this. Or with the level of podcast because they're men. So there we go. And with that, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Bevel, thank you for being you and actually creating something for our Black men. We appreciate it. We love it. Um, and because just like women, men need to be groomed and self-care too. I mean, attraction is attraction, right? Ha ha ha. <laughs> but with that, y'all know we end every single episode with an affirmation. And we have the honor of having our guys give us not one, not two, but three affirmations for this episode. So we're going to turn it over to them. So my affirmation is, of course, to, to continue to level up personally and professionally and bridge the gap between personal and professional development. Big affirmation for me, level up every day. You are worth it. You're worth every every bit of it. You're worth the trial that it's going to take to make it happen. You're worth the, the non-belief from family members. You are worth it. Make it happen. I love that. God has the best path for my life. Um, yeah, like when all else fails, I know that the most high has the best path for my life. Okay. One thing I love about this right now is that you and Tori are so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to end this episode? <laughs>
<laughs> but with that, but before we end, go ahead, um, Daryl and Patrick, tell all of our audience where they can find you, your socials. Go ahead, take it away. All right. You can find uh, me and Dirk on D&D Level Up podcast on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Spotify, where we host our podcast. Man, I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm just so honored to be here, like with all of you guys. I mean, this is this is definitely divine timing. Uh, it's great. Uh, me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just on, you know, Instagram. Uh, if you want to find me there, you can uh, search me on DJ underscore 70 West. Again, that's DJ underscore 70 West. I'm not actively DJing right now. But that's one of my main uh, platforms. Or you can just email me at uh, PMW9026 at Gmail. So, yeah, definitely more to come. As I said earlier, usually planes flying by. Uh, life coach, men mentorship, and I'm just a community member that's looking to get at them. Oh, my gosh. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. And, like, this is an honor for us to have y'all on our platform, too. And I love how we do mashups, too. So, this is truly a mashup with podcasts. Please, I hope y'all know we're going to be asking y'all back probably again. So be ready. And with that, we thank y'all for tuning into this episode. Um, you can find Where's My Blueprint on all social medias and all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. You can check out the blog for all naysays at where'smyblueprintpod.com. For the people in the back, it's where'smyblueprintpod.com. And we are over and out. Namaste. Peace out.